Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, everybody? Luke Stansford here with Fourth and John on another episode of Talk the Prospect. Here I'm joined by uh, former South Carolina Gamecock Ernest Jones. Ernest is a 6'1", 235-pound linebacker from Waycross, Georgia. Uh, Ernest was a three-star recruit coming out of Ware County High School in Georgia. Uh, thanks for coming on, man, and giving me your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Um, so a little, a little bit about what we're going to do today, just – couple questions kind of learn about you as a person and as a player and then uh we'll go over some some film clips that i pulled um okay. and kind of talk about them all right so i guess we'll i guess we'll get started right away with with the questions uh so first question you know what made you decide to forego your senior year and and eventually declare for the nfl draft um ultimately ultimately i did a lot of um you know praying and talking to my family and just overall i felt that I had played, you know, two years of good, uh, pretty good football. And towards, you know, the end of this year, my name uh, started developing a little buzz and I started hearing about, you know, where I could potentially go in the draft. And I just felt like, you know, I was ready to take that uh, next step. I felt like I had matured enough and did all the maturing that I was going to do, in, you know, in college. And I was ready to, you know, play in the league. I dreamt of this moment and I'm excited about it. No, I definitely get that, man. That's an awesome opportunity. Um, I know your freshman year. Correct me if I'm wrong. You you actually played in the Elk Bowl. You lost your you lost your retro eligibility because they they put you in the bowl game. Uh, what was that like, man? It was. I've always said. <laughs> I've always said, man. If it take me a little longer than three years to go to the league, man, man, I don't need to be trying to go. So I just felt like I was, you know, I was getting the opportunity to play. I felt like I was going to, you know, play well um, once I, you know, could take over and play. So I just decided to play that burn that red shirt year and just go out there and do it. No, I like it, man. That just goes to show what kind of a player you are. You just want to be out there and play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for the second question, I know you missed your last game of your season due to an ankle injury. Um, so, you know, how has that been and how has the postseason in general been treating you? And, and what have you been doing really to prepare for the draft? Um, so when I came up um, after the season, I started, you know, figuring out what I was going to do because I really didn't think about the league until I was done playing. But it kind of came early. So I started thinking about it more and the decision came and I made the decision and then I decided to, you know, sign with the agency and do uh, come to the league. But I really just talked with my agency and they sent, uh, sent me to Boris. It's a performance center up here in um, Western Florida. And they've been really helping me with my rehab and training here at House of Athletes. We do a lot of stuff that focuses on um, developing that strength in those ankles and those muscles that you don't really, you know, work on while you're in college. So definitely feeling a lot better uh, with the ankle. I really don't have any pain whatsoever. Um, and I feel a lot stronger than I have been. 
this process has been fun. I'm enjoying, you know, every bit of it. But, you know, it's a lot of hard, hard work, but it's fun at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you're doing something you love to do. I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing football, so you can't really complain, I guess. Right. Um, but I, I, I know you had already mentioned it a little bit. I, I know you're you, you're a big believer in faith. Um, you know, with that, and, and, and I know we have some of your family members here watching, you know, uh, for my next question, I'm going to ask, what really motivates you uh, as a player? What really gets to Ernest Jones and really makes him, you know, the best Ernest Jones he could be? Um, my family motivates me a lot. Just coming from where we come from, just wanting to put them in a better situation and just wanting to be able to provide for them. And, you know, just uh, do what I need to do to help them and uh, live a better life than what we came from. But ultimately, like, just being better than I was the day before and just trying to be the top. I want to um, go go into the Hall of Fame. I want to play football for a long time. So I believe that's what really drives me. Um, every day I just wake up and know I, I that's what my goal is and I got to go, got to go get it. Man, man, that's that's great stuff. It seems like you're a really driven guy. And, and you know, watching you on film, you're always the quarterback of the defense. Um, I, I know – I know you were you were a captain and you were really a, a huge part of that defense. Um, I know you guys were kind of riddled with injury and it just really says a lot about you as a player and as a person. So, you know, that's good. That's some good stuff. Thank you. Um, another kind of personality question here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's pretty broad, but, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I like to ask people this, um, you know, many athletes, whether, you know, they're playing at a high level like you or, you know, maybe even a D3 athlete. Um what what does being coachable really mean to you? Um, being coachable means a lot. I mean, it means like taking, you know, what coaches are giving you in the meeting room and taking it out and, you know, practicing it and perfecting it. So when it comes to game day, you're able to play and play at your best. I think uh, being coachable has got a lot to do with like knowledge and, you know, it's all about learning. That's what I'm, you know, playing for really to learn more and more about this game. So definitely feel like being coachable is definitely important. Yeah. And then, I mean, at the next level, I'm sure, you know, obviously uh, in high school, you could really depend on just you um, as a player and in college, you start to learn a little bit more and, and you start to depend on your teammates. But at the next level, I mean, I would say 50% of the battle is preparation and, you know, you really have to hone in on everything mentally before you really do it physically. And right. you know, every coach kind of has a different, different way of, of doing things. So I think being coachable, like you said, is just super important, especially at the next level. Definitely. Um, all right. So now we're going to get into your game a little bit. Uh, so for, for my next question, I want to know uh, what is your biggest strength and then what is your biggest weakness? Uh, my biggest strength, I, I would say, is just uh, I would say just playing in the box uh, or playing outside the box. I feel like I'm comfortable doing either. Um, one of the weaknesses and one thing I'm trying to, I'm developing now is a, you know, a pass rush game, not really getting to do too much of it in college. So I'm just trying to, you know, hone in on that, you know, develop what I can out of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know in 2019 you played pretty much Mike linebacker uh, every game and I was watching some film uh, of this year and, you, you seem like you were playing, you know, sometimes on the line of scrimmage, you know, they would flex you out a little bit on a tight end. And uh, that just kind of shows that you're a little versatile. I mean, yeah, definitely. Got, I get different, got some different styles, man. Um, but I mean, we're going to get in that later. I'm glad you brought that up. 
Um, but I, you know, one thing I really noticed about you is your mentality. Like, if you hit a guy and you hit him hard, it seems like you kind of let him know a little bit. And I kind of like that. They you know, being, being, a, being an Eagles fan, <laughs> being a being an Eagles fan, we kind of like that stuff. Uh, so, so yeah. What 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 is your what's your like mentality like? I mean, for me, like when I get a chance to put on that helmet and them shoulder pads and go to war with my teammates, it's a different mindset and mentality. Like, I don't know. I say some things out there, like it'd be <laughs> crazy that we definitely can't say on here, but. <laughs> Definitely, like talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that for after. Yeah, uh, I love that. So, so next question. Um, this is this is something I really like to ask. You know, specifically linebackers, because I, I, personally, I mean, I believe it's it's the quarterback of the defense. You have to you have to know so many things. You have to know what's going on. You have to kind of coach people at some points. I, I know you guys run a lot of uh, at South Carolina. You run a lot of you know. You were moving pre-snap. You were shifting. You were doing a lot of games. Um, and I think you were the one kind of orchestrating all that with the coaches on the sideline. Right. So so what do you think are the most important intangibles to possess as a linebacker, you know, looking to excel in, in the NFL? Um, I think it's all about, like, instincts. Instincts of just being smart. And, you know, like, playing linebacker, we are the um, quarterback of the defense. So it comes with a lot of like film study. And I just think being dedicated to the film work and just being dedicated to, you know, the grind is what 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 you need to, you know, be a, a great linebacker in the NFL. No, I definitely agree. Like I had already said, being, being a being, especially the Mike, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you're right in the middle of that defense yeah. um, and you kind of have to do it all. So, you definitely, you know, IQ definitely has to be there. And I and I really do think it is with you. I can tell in the film room and I can tell just talking to you here now. Yes, sir. Um, so on paper, you know, people say that you may not you may not seem to be one of the bigger linebackers in your class. Um, how do you how do you think you may make up for that? Um, the film, the film, the film makes me play a lot faster. Um and just, you know, just studying the game, I feel like that makes me play a lot faster. And just, you know, using my length, you know, get off the blockers. Um, I feel like that's what helps me, um, you know, overcome those weight things that they're saying. Yeah, and, and I, I know we'll talk about this a little bit when we go into the film, but uh, you, you kind of remind me a little bit of a Jordan Hicks. I mean, he was, he was 6'1", you know, he was a little undersized, they say. Um, and, you know, you see the success he's having. He right. was actually a former Eagle. I hate to see him succeeding somewhere else yeah. uh, in Arizona, but he—he, he, I mean, you guys—you guys have some comparables in uh, in each other's game, and I mean, I, I love, like I said, the mentality thing. I, I, I never, I never, I'm not a big believer in you know people being undersized, and mm -hmm. I, I think if they got it, they got it, no matter you know, like no matter what they're built like. So I love that. Um, so I have a guess for this one, being that you're you were uh, born and raised in Georgia. But uh, what was the biggest win of your college career, and and why was it the biggest win of your college career? Georgia, yeah. Georgia. I loved every bit of it. Um, just growing up, man, especially hit home. Like, okay, so growing up, I was a I was a Florida Gator fan. So we didn't like Georgia, but growing up in Georgia, my family and everybody just loved Georgia and they talked about them too much. So I developed some dislike and then I didn't get recruited by them out of college. So I was like, okay, 
I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I love that. You gotta have some sort of, uh, you know, some revenge factor, and then whatever motivates you, man. It, that's yeah. that's good stuff. Um, that game was awesome. I actually, I'm in college right now, and, and one of my uh, one of my teammates uh, is is from Georgia, huge mm-hmm. Georgia fan, and I personally, I loved I loved seeing them go down just because of that. That was awesome. I, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't very happy. <laughs> uh, so uh, I know I know you actually talked about it a little bit, but you, you've played some more versatile linebacker positions other than Mike in 2020. Um, so at the next level, you know, my next question: could, could you see yourself playing either inside linebacker or outside linebacker, or e- even you know putting you on the line of scrimmage sometimes in, in maybe like a three-four? Um, do you think that could happen? You know, I'll, I'll play anything. Um, I'm comfortable either way, as long as I'm out there on the field. I'm just I'm in I'm in my happy place. So I, I feel like I could play either either or outside, inside. It doesn't matter. I I get the job done. No, that's awesome. Uh I mean, you guys were kind of riddled with injury, especially that linebacker position this year at South Carolina. So I mean, like I like I said already, you just seem like you were just playing so many more spots than you were last year. And that's just a testament to kind of your IQ as a player, um, to kind of pick things up. And still run with it. So that's good stuff, man. Um, so being that, I mean, South Carolina and, and being in the SEC, obviously you're going to play with some crazy players. You're going to play against some crazy players. So being that you've played alongside current NFL guys like Javon Kinlaw, DJ Wanham, TJ Brunson, I mean, were you able to learn things from them? Yeah, definitely been in the same room with TJ. Definitely learned a lot from him coming in as a freshman and, you know, kind of just learning the game from him because he's been there a while. And I feel like, you know, once you get that knowledge, man, you can play a lot faster. So that's all um, I got from him. You know, DJ and um, Ken Law, both on the D-line, so I made sure I was always connected to them because they kept me clean, especially. Yeah, they, yeah, they made you look good, right? Especially Ken Law. Absolutely. But definitely had a relationship with those guys and learned a lot from them as well. That's awesome. And, and I mean – South Carolina has some 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 big name prospects this year. I mean, you got you, you got you know J.C. Horn, Izzy McQuamu. Um, I mean, it, it was a shame that they both couldn't finish this, the season out with you. But uh, I think you guys, you know, you're a pretty underrated defense, especially in the SEC. I mean, you played. I, th- I think it was five of your nine games this year were against ranked opponents, and you know, you, you kind of have to appreciate the fact that you know you're SEC football players, and that's that's pretty important. Definitely. Um, so I know you talked about you being a uh, being a Gators fan, but I mean, my last question for you is: I, I always love to hear about players' fandom growing up. Um, you know, were you were you a fan of any specific NFL team or any specific NFL player when you were younger? So NFL team, it was because growing up, I played receiver. So my NFL yeah. team was the Cardinals. Interesting. So just because of Larry Fitzgerald, but my absolute favorite player is Ray Lewis. Definitely like like watching a lot of Ray Lewis. Yeah, it's that's pretty easy to uh to fall in love with a guy like Ray Lewis, especially yeah. watching him play. Uh he was pretty special, man. And I'm sure everyone, every you know, middle linebacker, whether you're five years old or you you're preparing for the draft, you can always look at Ray Lewis and get some uh get some juice. Definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's it for the questions. Um, I just want to highlight some of your stats from, from you know, 2019, 2020, and, I mean, really your career. 
and then we can, you know, go over a couple film clips. Um, but some of your numbers through the year are really, really impressive. Uh, in 2019, you started every game as a sophomore, a true sophomore. Um, you had 97 tackles, two interceptions, seven passes defended, a forced fumble, and you were South Carolina's leading tackler. You were also the fifth leading tackler in the SEC as a sophomore. And like I said, man, that that's really impressive. I mean, because the level of competition. I mean, you know, you look around and you guys, you guys got guys like Nick Bolton, uh, Dylan Moses, Trebel Cox, yourself, and so many other you know big name linebackers in the league. Um, the fact that you were able to be a sophomore and and really, I mean, play sparingly as a freshman and come in as your sophomore year and have that much impact on a defense, that's pretty impressive. Thank you. So, uh, and, and then in 2020, you started every game as a junior up until you, you missed your last game uh, due to injury, which was unfortunate. Um, you had 86 tackles, a forced fumble, while playing, like I said, five rank op ranked opponents in just nine games. Mm -hmm. uh, you were once again the leading tackler for South Carolina. You had uh, – you had a 19-tackle game versus LSU and an 18-tackle game versus Ole Miss. That's, that's kind of absurd, if you ask me. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen someone yeah. – <laughs> that's my exact reaction. I don't think I've ever seen, uh, you know, that, that, type of, that, that type of game. That's pretty impressive. Um, you know, you were also a semifinalist for the Buckus Award, which is given to the nation's top linebacker. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, what was that like being a semifinalist for the for the Buckus Award with so many big names? Oh, I was shocked, man, because definitely not uh, even being on the watch list at the beginning of the season. So definitely I was working towards, you know, getting my name on that list and, you know, just making a name for myself. And, you know, when I got when I received that uh, notification on um, Twitter that I had been, you know, in one of the semifinalists, I was just honored and just thankful that uh, I was in that position. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely motivated you, right, in the beginning of the year, not being on that list, to yeah. get yourself on that list, you know, later down the line. So, um, like I said, I mean, we talked about that. That just speaks to you as a player and, and your motivation. Um, so, you finished your career with 199 tackles. You couldn't get one more, man, for 200. One more. You needed one more. One more. <laughs> you probably got it. You probably just didn't get credit for it. We'll call that. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, what you finished with. You finished with 199 tackles, two interceptions, seven passes defended, three forced fumbles, and like I had said, you were the SEC's fifth leading tackler in both 2019 and in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, comparing the two years statistically, they seem both they they, they seem great. But what, what do you think? Um, what do you think made you a better player in 2020? You know, and what did you learn in 2019 as as a linebacker? Um, I just felt like I started watching more of the great linebackers play, you know, taking a lot from their game and, you know, adding it to mine. Um, and that's where I started developing. And then my um, coach, Coach Wilson, he came from the Chiefs and he definitely had an NFL mindset when it came to linebackers. So I was getting a lot of knowledge from him. And before Coach Muschamp, you know, got uh, let go, um, it was just it was he was giving me a lot of uh, knowledge and I was learning a lot from him as well. That's awesome, and you know what? Which uh, which scheme do you think you like fit in the most? Uh, like a four six, a four three, a three four. Uh, what do you think really plays to your strengths? Um, I really don't. That, I don't really that. I really don't mind. I just want to. I just need to be out on the field. Yeah. I can go play with three linemen, four linemen. 
whatever. No, I feel that. I feel that definitely. Um, so now we're gonna get into uh, into some film here. Um, I love I love watching film, especially linebacker film, because it's just there's so much that goes into it that people don't even realize. Right. And uh, you know, being a student of the game, we've talked about it at, at, at a linebacker at, at the linebacker position. You really have to know everything that's going on. Um, you really have to hone in on your guard reads and all that stuff. And, you know, from the jump, I could tell that you had the IQ, man. I mean, I was seeing plays, uh, and, and we'll get into it, like pulling guards and stuff like that. You you really – it seemed like you you got it way quicker than, you know, some of the other guys on your team did, especially at the linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull up uh, your first clip here. Okay. Here's a third and one uh, with a stack box against a, a – a jumbo eye formation. This is just power football, and you have really, really nice run read here. Uh, you fill the gap and make a really powerful tackle. Um, I think they did give AM the first down here, but I'm going to blame it on a bad spot because I don't think they should have got it. He definitely did. Did you, did you say he did or didn't? He didn't. Not at all. Yeah, I, I see. I, I really – I don't think he did. He, I'm he, telling him he did. From the side, I was like, come on, ref, you're – you're 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 giving them the game. This is some this is some bull crap. They gave it to them. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I know I know coaches have different philosophies. Uh, but kind of walk me through what you try to key on from a line, linebacker standpoint in every play, whether it's you know pre-snap, um, you know during during the play, or or, or I, I mean I guess even after the play. Mm. So for me, it just it, it depends on the um, the formation. Um, this is right here, 13 personnel. So it's one back and three kind of like main like blockers, and it's a tight end. Um, and with this play right here, I'm just really keying the um, the fullback and kind of feeling what way the you know the O line is working. And I kind of see the fullback comes downhill, and the backs uh, shoulders are still square. So I'm gonna start working down here as well. Um, and then I get a little bit of um, like trash, a uh, uh, guard. I believe it's the guard. No, it's yeah. The center kind of falls off, so I have to use my hands and get off him and make the tackle. So, no, I think it was good play, and uh, I think I think you kind of touched on it coming downhill. That's really important as a linebacker, and being hesitant and being indecisive as a linebacker isn't the best thing. And I think you're the absolute opposite. Uh, you know, you fly downhill, and I mean, people sometimes knock your speed a little bit, but I mean, if you're flying downhill like that, it doesn't really matter how fast you have to move. You're there and, and you're ready to make a play. So I, I definitely I definitely see that in your game. Um, so here's another clip. <clears throat> Same drive. I think it was actually two plays after that last one. Um, and I think this play really illustrates your ability to have some clean Lyman reads as the mic. Uh, you immediately recognize the play side puller and get out in front of it. And then you use your hands real well and shed the block and, and kind of string this play out um, for, for about a two-yard gain. Um, so, you know, what is your approach when you, you, you try to defeat a block and when you're especially, especially going up against some big boys in the SEC? I mean, I'd imagine you can easily get caught up in, in, in the middle of some linemen. Um, what do you really, I mean, what did the coaches teach you and what do you kind of try to focus on when, when uh, approaching a blocker? So in defeating a lineman, I, I kind of try to, you know, my eyes are on him, of course, but it's also kind of what path, you know, the running back is taking. And if he's, you know, flowing hard outside, there's no need for me really to, you know, mess with that blocker. So I'll use my um, hands a little quicker and try to get outside him, you know, faster. On this play right here, I had seen this play in the film room and 
they ran it down on the goal line, I think two weeks before. So I, I kind of knew what was coming, but I still had, you know, keep my um, eyes, you know, on my keys. And once I seen the guard, I kind of knew what, what play it was in the back's path. He, the quarterback didn't fake it and they just went downhill with it. Um, yeah. and, and I think anytime you see like a play side guard pull, it kind of brings you exactly, like you said, right to the ball. Right. Um, and, and that's a lot, that's a lot of preparation. Like we were talking about, man, it's, it's a big IQ thing, especially at the linebacker spot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, defeating a block is, is, is difficult as is. Um, and, and going against some guys, like some, some of those Alabama linemen, man, they are big boys. Uh, and, and they can swallow you up. Um, but, but I've seen you, you know, playing and play out, be, be really able to use your hands real well, you know, create that separation, kind of almost bench press some guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really strong part of your game is, is your fundamentals. All right, so we got another clip here. Um, and, and I kind of talked about it. I hear some people knock your speed and acceleration sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I hear that, I would just simply pull up this clip. Uh, mm-hmm. Your closing speed here to the ball is just really impressive. And it ultimately forces the quarterback to kind of get rid of the ball way quicker than he had expected. Right. Here we go with the back view. I mean, you get downhill quick here. Uh, and like I said – you know, the accelerators, bang, right off the ball, you're, you're at the quarterback, and you light them up, too. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about that part. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, what would you say to the people that kind of question your speed and your, your acceleration? You know, I, I could run. When it comes to football, man, and I, I, I see my opponent and I, I got something to chase, I definitely can run. But I'm looking to, you know, show, show, showcase that um, with the combine and, you know, showcase that in my 40 yard dash and show them that I really can move and that I, I can, I can really play. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I got you. Do we have, do we have a, a, a guesstimate on the 40 time? Have you, have you tested it out a bit recently? I'm going to keep it a secret, but it's going to be, right. I like that. Be I like that. I like that. The element of surprise is always it's the best. Be what it is. It's All be right. So here's our last clip. Uh, and, and, you know, playing middle linebacker, Sometimes you're expected to, to play some guys out of the backfield that are pretty quick. Um, you know, this was an interception. You guys were playing man, almost like a little bit of a broken play. Uh, yeah. Make a really nice play on the ball, and you keep up with a running back and kind of gain some great, uh, great ground and depth here. Um, this was your first career interception, but walk me through this play a little bit and, you know, tell me what it felt like to be uh, – to, to get your first career in exce- interception. Um, so, uh, we were in a kind of, it was man on one side zone on the um, other side If the back came out and he went vertical. I would pass him off to the safety, but, um, if he came, you know, on an out route, I would take him. Um, so he came up, he, he started to, you know, stutter and try to break me off. And then I felt him kind of going, uh, you know, back a little bit. And I just knew all I had to do was run up under it. And I throw my hands up and just, I was glad. I <laughs> No, nah, man, that's awesome. Sometimes, you know, like I played linebacker at the high school level. I had a pick. I had an interception one time. I'm like, what the hell just happened? What? Why is this ball in my hands right now? <laughs> I was shocked, man. I'm not even when, I, when I grabbed it. You, you, you got the toe tap in, so I did. I did. And you got two feet in, so that's an NFL. That's an NFL level play, man. Um, 
I mean, I had the audio on that clip too, and and I took it off. But uh, you know, hearing the fans, they went nuts. And you know, I know with all this COVID nineteen stuff, sucks. So you really didn't have a full stadium this year. Right. I know you guys had some fans, but uh, kind of explain that to me. And, and as we wrap this one up, I mean, what what was your what was your twenty twenty like, and and how was it different from from your twenty nineteen, especially like you know the logistical side with with fans and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, COVID kind of came in and. Did a did a number. Um, just not having Williams Bryce Stadium, you know, loud as it, loud as it usually is and packed, man. That kind of affected, you know, some of the guys, and you know, that kind of played a role. Um, but just not, you know, it was the unknown this whole year, not knowing, you know, if you would be able to play your opponent or not. And we were fortunate enough to, you know, play out our whole season with no um, COVID um, outbreaks or cases or anything like that. But it was just different. It was just a very difficult year, um, but we made it through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everyone find their way, finds their way to make it through tough times. And, you know, obviously you you stuck to football and stuck to your faith. Um, I mean, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're happy and healthy and you're on to bigger and better things. Um, so I got one more question for you before we do wrap this up. Okay. Uh, I, as you may know, this is a Philadelphia Eagles-bred podcast um, mm-hmm. group. Um, you know, if you don't know, the Eagles actually reportedly just hired a new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, could you could you see yourself being a Philadelphia Eagle? Man, I, I can see myself being an Eagle. Man, I definitely can. I mean, like like I said earlier, that mentality that that you carry, we would love that in this city. Um, I mean, we we like to just. Be hard-nosed, physical people. Well, actually, that sounds cool. That sounds good. Good. Uh, but you know, we like we we like we like the blue-collar guys, and I think you're definitely one of them. Um, so you know, in the end, I I think you've proven enough on film, and and your leadership skills would be would really be a blessing to any any NFL locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do wish you the best of luck, Ernest. You know, I really appreciate you coming on and and giving me your time. Uh, you know, this was this was really fun. It didn't really feel like an interview. It kind of felt like we were just we were just chatting. So um, I really do appreciate you coming on, and I can't wait to see the success that you uh, that you have to the next level, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.